Today on Gospel Unscripted. I am the way and the truth and the life. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. All of these I am statements point back to God calling himself I am. Hi, everyone. I'm Amy Hurls. This is my co-host in the corner, Jennifer Smith, and we want to welcome you to Gospel Unscripted. Today, we are here to encourage you with God's word, to pray for you, and most importantly, to read through the gospel with you. We're going to make connections and observations and ask questions all in an unscripted manner. And we just want to invite you to join us in pursuing the heart of Jesus and learn about God's plan to give us all a future and a hope. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. God, I pray that you would bless our time in this next section, Lord, um, illuminate your truth to us and um, help us to be continually following you and the journey that you have for us, Lord, and speak to us today. Amen. Amen. So the heading in this next section for me is before Abraham was, I am. Verse 48. The Jews answered him, are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died? And the prophets died. Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old. And have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. Oh my goodness, I got a little chill bumpy there. There's something about that. Yeah. I mean, oh my so goodness. Powerful. Well, the Jews are playing dirty now. They're not even trying anymore. They've reached the level of the argument where they have reached frustration, right? Um, you know, whatever. Aren't you a Samaritan? And you have a demon. You know, they're they're just throw it all to the wall mm -hmm. and see what sticks at this point. Mm -hmm. And Jesus has addressed that before. A house divided up against itself cannot stand. So how can Jesus, in the name of Satan or a demon, cast out demons as he has done? How, I mean, he's, he's, mm. he's gone down this argumentative road before with them, but he still says, he still assures them, I don't have a demon. 
Like I do not, <laughs> I do not. FYI. Just so we both understand each other. I don't have a demon. But you right? do notice this time he doesn't go through everything, the explanation. It's kind of like, I've already told you guys this time I'm just saying no. And here we have, I think another example of Jesus as a humble servant. I think one of the brightest examples of that for me in scripture is when you get to Holy Week at the Thursday night at the Passover, when he washes the disciples' feet. Jesus did not seek glory, even though he deserved it, right? He took mm -hmm. all of the, all the jobs nobody wants, right? Mm -hmm. Who, who wants to be in charge of the foot washing? Like not me. No, thank you. I don't think I would be good at that job. <laughs> yeah. Period. And that was, that was a, an even yuckier job way back then. Oh yeah. Well, cause feet are gross. Let me just say this out loud. I'm not a foot person. So, um, but when I, when I think of not seeking glory, I think of taking that job. Auntie and I went to South America to visit a friend who, this was in 2004, a million lifetimes ago. She was a missionary with Campus Crusade for Christ, our friend, Aaron. And Aaron, if you're watching out there, hello. One thing I remember Aaron talking about a lot was the holiness of God that God's holiness and God's glory is his own and he does not share. I think we all bask in his glory, right? As people who follow him, but glory is not for anybody but God. It is his and he's jealous about it. And Jesus is saying, okay, the only one who seeks it is God, seeks this glory as you say that I am doing and he is the judge. Which, you know, these, this is confusing. I, I would still, when he says, I don't seek my own glory, but we know in our brains, he is God, right? We know he is God. You know, he's still in his earthly form. So maybe yeah. when he talks about seeking, seek my glory, he's more referring to like this human form because, you know, the last thing you want is for people to make an idol out of this human form. He wants to keep pushing them spiritually and not physically. Well, because a couple of chapters ago, they wanted to take him in his bodily form and go make him king. And there they would be ascribing glory on this earth in a way that Jesus was not seeking to. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. This next part. Uh, I know, say it, do it, say uh, it. I want to I wanna talk about Truly it. I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. And they're like, gotcha. We know, <laughs> you really do have a demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah abraham died as did the prophets yet you say if anyone keeps my word he will never taste death jesus is clearly talking in spiritual terms here and they're thinking in terms of physical death and i'm, I'm just thinking about all the 50 million ways people try to avoid their death historically seeking out fountains of youth, all this cryogenic freezing of your body after death, waiting for that body to come back to life. And this argument they have here, are you greater than our father, Abraham? Who do you make yourself out to be? Who do you think you are? It all comes down to that. Who do you think you are? You're talking so big. You're talking so proud. Once they once they feel like he's insulted Abraham and the prophets and everybody's dead, because they even get into the, you're not even 50 years old, right? Yeah, and Jesus doesn't answer them in the way that they want. He says, if, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me. So he's just telling them right now, God is, God is glorifying me. 
And they're so mad. He really is claiming glory for himself. And they're just so mad about it. Well, and it, again, another conundrum of a statement, an enigma of a statement, because we know he's God, but he says, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It's my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. And I think he's connecting it to having the king's favor. One of the structures that they have in place in my school for supporting positive behavior in the school are these little cards. And the goal is that you encourage positive behavior, not only in individual students, but in the group by praising that one, you know, giving glory and praise Mm -hmm. to the the student who's doing this right thing. And I think Jesus is appealing to their understanding of that schema. It is my father who glorifies me of whom you say he is our God. So they're drawing on their understanding of God and what it would mean to have God's favor because they, I'm sure, looked at Abraham as someone who had God's favor. And I'm sure that's part of why you claim inheritance with him, Mm -hmm. right? Your offspring of this lauded biblical person. And then Jesus is just always throwing it back at him. But you haven't known him. Like you're missing the boat. Again, I know him. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make good? Jesus says in that tail end of verse 55, if I were to say that I do not know him as in knowing God, right? Mm -hmm. Or is it knowing Abraham? Well, previously he was just talking about God. 54 was specifically about God. So if I were to say, I do not know him, I would be a liar like you, but I do know him and I keep his word. So in that last section, Jesus has clearly called Satan the father of lies, right? And here he's drawing another, he is, his, he is Satan's opposite. God does not lie. Jesus is God. Jesus does not lie, as opposed to Satan, who is the father of lies. And I think it's interesting that this chapter, the lying and the speaking the truth It's in the same discourse as Jesus saying that he is the light of the world because the light exposes the lies, the darkness. I mean, why do we lie? We lie to hide, to hide what's true. So verse 56 says, your your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. And my note says... By faith, Abraham saw God's plan of salvation fulfilled. Hebrews 11, 8 through 10. Back to Hebrews. So that's the by faith chapter. Rejoice that he would see my day. Okay, I see that. Because in Hebrews 11, they're talking about promises fulfilled. And mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Abraham believed the promises of God. And so in that way, Abraham would see God's promises fulfilled even though yeah. it looked it looked dicey for a while abraham by faith that god counted towards him as righteousness right mm-hmm. he sees god's promises coming to fruition wow That's... maybe not even in his physical body right not yeah. because he did not see his his descendants that would you know outnumber the stars you know outnumber the sand of all all those thousands and millions and you know, so, so vast, they could not be counted. He didn't see that in his lifetime, but 
again, with the eyes of faith, he saw that. Mm -hmm. But he speaks with such authority, Jesus does here, like in the first hand, like mm -hmm. he saw it and was glad as in, I saw him seeing it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Jesus is seeing Abraham understanding this and the Jews are again, you're not even 50. Cause mm -hmm. what was the age you could serve in the temple? Was it 35 when you could finally be in the temple fully or is it 30 at the age of 25 certain things could be performed um in concerning the temple but it says here in numbers 4 3 those 30 years of age until 50 years of age all who are eligible for performing assigned tasks in the workforce pertaining to the tent of meeting so you know that that age of 50 would be like a fulfillment of your of your expertise and service in the temple right so to me that would make sense that they're mm -hmm. saying you're not even 50 and yet mm -hmm. you've seen abraham and jesus says to them here's the crux of the whole chapter by golly <laughs> is what i think when i when i hear this truly truly i say to you before abraham was i am because verse 59 says so they picked up stones to throw at him we know that what he is saying right there must have been blasphemous according to the jews and they are probably thinking back to exodus 3 verse 14 so in the bur burning bush then Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent you. In the Septuagint, which is the Greek version of the Hebrew Bible that Jesus would have had, at that time they were reading it in greek they weren't reading it in hebrew all right christianity today and what language was the bible jesus read if as most scholars today believe jesus spoke spoke primarily in aramaic though he sometimes might have used greek and perhaps even hebrew what bible was he likely to have read and heard in the synagogue the answer is that he likely heard scripture read in hebrew and occasionally in greek and then paraphrased and interpreted in aramaic i think probably be reading Hebrew. I mean, I'm not saying it, right. it wasn't also written in Greek. In the Greek, when it says in verse 58, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. And that would have been the words ego a me, which is how they would have said it in the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Hebrew text. I don't know how that changes anything. It it's it's still I am, but it can also be translated as but it was and is and will be. That's what mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. In saying that the Jews knew that Jesus was making a divine claim right there and that it refers back to Moses in the burning bush when God says I am that I am. And it also points to the seven statements in John when Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. John 6, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world, John, 
in which we read in John 8 and in John 10, I am the door, I am the good shepherd. And then pointing to, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the true vine. All of these I am statements also point back to God calling himself I am. And that is, that's a way that Jesus tells them that he is divine in nature and that he is God. And that that is why they wanted to stone him right then and there. It's almost like the last straw in the argument, isn't it? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we keep going back forth, answering these questions, having these arguments. And it's kind of like, I'm just done. I am because like exactly for the reason that you said, they knew then mm-hmm. there's no mincing. This is what I'm claiming. So if you haven't got it so far, then you're going to get it now. Jesus hit himself and went out of the temple. <laughs> I would have too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All these people. Oh, I mean, and, and rightly ready to ready to stone him, but also, you know, they, they've accused him and he just admitted, yep, you're, you have reason to stone me. And so he's like, okay, I'm out of here. Yeah. They have reason. Cause they don't understand that he actually is speaking the truth, mm-hmm. right? If he were just a man saying that, mm-hmm. yep. That would be according to their law, the way to go, but yeah. he's already told them in no uncertain terms up until like, he's like, can I make it any clearer? Yeah, I am. And then this whole thing about Jesus hiding himself, my notes in the study Bible say, or was hidden that is by divine concealment. Oh, so that's interesting. It's not just like that hiding is. behind a pillar, you know? Since I was a child, the genre that I've always been drawn to, and I really believe C.S. Lewis did this to me, but it's mm-hmm. that fantasy genre, you know? But the fantasy that I crave is the kind that it feels like it just points to Jesus because Jesus is all of these amazing supernatural things. And I'm mystified by these and still attracted to these words. I'm mystified at these actions of God, but still in awe of the power. I think part of the reason people are drawn to those things is that they're in their hearts longing for God. I mean, I've said it again. It's why we have Marvel superheroes. It's why Superman is, is so popular and every, and all those others, because they are just shadows of what Jesus really is. And Mm -hmm. even in this small thing, how much power is there, you Mm -hmm. know? It's, it's just who he is. It's just who he is. Well, let's pray and then, and then we'll kind okay. of yep. uh, close it out. Okay. All right. Dear Lord, thank you so much for being the awesome God that you are, Lord. You are the God that was, you are the God who is, you are the God who always will be Lord Jesus. And I just ask for you to supernaturally open our hearts and minds, Lord, to your awesomeness. And Lord, where there is not faith, we pray that that these words that you have spoken, Lord, will, will grow that faith, will speak faith, will speak life and light into the hearts of, of humankind, Lord Jesus. Those who, who hear your word and keep it, Lord Jesus, we thank and praise you for, for your grace and your mercy. And we thank and praise you for your truth. And we just pray, Lord, that above all things, your truth and your salvation would prevail. Um, we know We know the end of this story, Lord Jesus. We know We know there is victory in you and you alone. And Lord, we just thank and praise you. In your name we pray. Amen. 
Amen. Oh, 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 oh